What's up, WWE Champions Universe? Welcome to Champions Chat, the fastest growing podcast dedicated to the WWE Champions mobile app. I'm the Earthquake, Rusty Graves, and with me as always is Typhoon, Lee Brown. What's up, Lee? Tugboat coming in. See, I know him as Tugboat, man. I, I, I watched some of the natural disaster stuff, but that man to me, he's not the Shockmaster. He's not Typhoon. He is stripe-wearing Tugboat. Isn't his name Terry Taylor? Was that his real name, or was there a different Terry Taylor? Red Rooster. I think Terry Taylor was the Red Rooster. I think okay. It, uh, okay. I'll think of it later because I know it, but it, I'm, I'm trying to think of it since so it's not there. But yeah, Shockmaster, Tugboat. Dude, when he was on Hulk Hogan's team, remember when – so quick story about WWE Wrestling. They were going to originally turn Tugboat – into the Iraqi sympathizer instead of Sergeant Slaughter, and you would have had Sheik Tugboat as the world heavyweight <laughs> champion. Just imagine what? that alternate reality. I can't imagine that. I that's that's unfathomable to think that the Shockmaster could have ever held uh, the big Golden Eagle belt. You know, around oh, his yeah. waist. he would need an extender for that to even fit around his waist at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just imagine the uh, imagine like okay. So the big story around that WrestleMania was it didn't draw the right numbers, and so they had to move it from the bigger arena to the Sportatorium or the you know the was the Nassau. Anyway, they had to move it to a smaller venue there in California because the numbers just weren't there. And then they blamed it on the Iraqi sympathizer gimmick as getting like bomb threats and all that. But just imagine how the numbers would have run if it was Sheik Tugboat instead of even sergeant slaughter so the numbers don't lie and they spell they would have been disaster abysmal abysmal about as terrible as the wrestlemania that was outside at caesar's palace remember that was horrible probably yeah. the worst probably that's probably the low point of all wwf wrestling it could be i uh you know looking back with hindsight when i was a kid that was one of my favorite things and I did not like Bret Hart. I still, sorry, Iron Sheik 84. I still don't like <laughs> Bret Hart. He's never been someone I've found interesting. And so when he uh, shooed Hulk Hogan into the ring and Hulk Hogan immediately went, that was the highlight of my childhood for a while. Like that was the greatest thing ever. And now you watch all these videos that look back on it as, what are the worst moments in wrestling? Well, remember right. when Hulk Hogan won the title and he wasn't even supposed to be there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but I remember it as being one of the most fantastic things ever. It was. It was. Maybe there were 10-year-old boys in creative at the time because they wrote the script <laughs> exactly the way I would have at the time um, and kind of the way I used to play in the bathtub with my little um, wrestling figures, basically the same right. endings. Um, yeah. Hey, in Hulk Hogan news, did you know uh, newlywed Terry Boleo? You know, he recently got remarried. I saw that, yeah. yeah and I he wore that. the do-rag with his tux and yep. he walked down the aisle, you know, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, brother, take this sister brother to be your brother, a wife, brother? <laughs> yeah, brother, I do to have it to hold, brother, with these 24-inch pythons. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do when you're married oh. to Hulk Hogan? Oh, this is, yeah, wow. And my wife, wow. I showed I showed the clip to my wife, and she all she said was, gross, he's so old, and she's so young. Of course, of course that's the way the world works. 
Of course, this young, <laughs> beautiful woman would marry some old, rich guy. <laughs> wow. Well, what a start. We are off on a new episode of Champions Chat, and we are in the middle of a five-week MLC uh, of Zombie Cowboys. How's your MLC going, Lee? Uh, I'd say pretty fantastic. If you're watching our YouTube channel, you know I've done some less than stellar polls. Uh, you know, I spent a little more this month, and I usually spend a little more in Zombie Month than I than I ever do. But uh, yeah, in terms of where things are at, so this uh, boss battle that we've got uh, that'll be ending right around the time this goes live was super easy uh you messaged me like is this the easiest boss battle ever and i was in the parking lot for an appointment had a half an hour popped in not only got all 423s done in like five minutes but then did all of my css (laughs) and maxed the entire event before i had to go into the appointment so i was like well, that was great. Let's do that again, right? <laughs> so it's, that's pretty good. I got Zombie Edge, finally. Oh, I got Zombie and, Edge, and he immediately went five-star gold. I have him at yeah. 21K, and I got him yesterday. Of course, of course. Yeah. critical trainer. You and a ton of people in the community are celebrating now that they have that um, that black uh, gym uh, flat damage. I always, I always mix those Coach. words up, kind of make word salad. Yeah, 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 flat gym damage. Uh, the 12k per gym coach um incredible zombie edge i didn't get him i i didn't i maxed what i could but i finished one milestone shy because i didn't have uh two or three of or maybe four of this of the required uh the bonus superstars and i didn't have um three of the four categories at six star silver so only i made the mistake of having two I've got two six-star silver focused. And I was like, no, oh, this is terrible. I didn't, I, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I've got great Kali uh, up at 23. And then the rest of my categories, I wasn't able to hit. So um, I didn't get edge. So it's, it's sad times for me. I'm just oh. looking at yours. I'm living vicariously through you and your black gym damage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well you not- know, I, I took Ridge six-star silver not having the black gym damage coach and just always been like, why does everybody see this guy is so good? He's not hitting that hard. Well, you know, no right. duh. I didn't have zombie edge. Well, guess what? Now I've got zombie edge. So that uh, alone is great. Uh, and then on the other side, yeah. you know, we've got the pace and uh, you know, one of the amazing things about, uh, you know, our faction, the, the toxic mafia, we have this little, uh, you know, server thing that has a learning center in it. And one of them is the MLC pace chart that uh, I believe Sap Daddy Gaming uh, produced. You know, thank you, oh, Sapper. Nice. Thank you, Sap Daddy. And cool. uh, it says that as of today, uh, Thursday, what is the, the 19th of October, your pace should be 235,000 for the MLC and uh, 200 and, or sorry, 2,353 on shards. And I'm significantly ahead on MLC pace. And I'm a little bit ahead on uh, shards. So there's a chance that I might five-star gold recruit Cody, but there's almost a guarantee, unless something goes horribly wrong, that I will for sure get Cody. And uh, with the spending that I did, I'm guaranteed a plate at least. I'm working on trying to see if I can get up for a second one because I would love to get the Piper plate, a second Piper plate. Uh, So right now my big question is, do I get the Piper plate? 
or do I get the Cody plate? Uh, and Cody, maybe you've got thoughts Cody, in the comments section. Cody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm refs. I'm re I'm going to make the decision tomorrow at the last possible minute. Once all our faction rewards have come in, because right now we're like number 21 and that'll get a bunch more medallions. And I'm just, I'm holding out to the very end to see what can I get. Cody Rhodes in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. I think that's the right answer, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's the one I want to lean towards. Also, just because I have a Piper plate, new is new, but I don't have the uh, the manager's pass to be able to move that plate around. And I've right. got Apollo sitting at six-star silver on my roster with a strap that is 100% open and no Piper plate on him. So I'm not using Apollo ever. Whereas if I had the uh, plate, right. I could have Apollo and Hall of Fame Triple H run in at the same time. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. that's some good numbers right there. So uh, I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling. Yeah, I I think the Piper plate's probably the better move for you. I'm just I'm such a mark oh, for Cody. No. I'll say this. I I um I, this week was not a total loss for me. I I downplayed not getting Zombie Edge, but I did get the Zombie Edge the Z plate. So I'm stoked. Nice. I was able to put that Z plate on my ultimate strap for Butch. And I am stoked to be running Butch in boss battles soon. And, and additionally in feud with the Z plate to nerf my opponent and pin him down with Pete Dune. Yeah. I, I, I was a Pete Dune guy when NXT UK was at that. I love the guy. So like, yeah. I'm still, I like the brawling brutes. They've grown on me. Um, I don't think I could appreciate that gimmick at first, but like, I don't like that they changed his name, but I like what they're right. doing. I like the fight night. I love the soccer jerseys. Yeah. I love the hard knocks. I love that they went down to NXT and jumped in that tag team battle Royal. Just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The Brian yeah. Brutes. So. I agree. I, I didn't like him at first, but especially when they started doing the it's fight night. I'm like, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just, yeah. a, I mean, that intro alone is worth it. And, can we just say the Z plate? I know our, our Canadian friends, I know Professor uh, Canadian, but living in, you know, the U.S., he always calls it the Z plate. And then he goes back and says the Z plate. It's not a Z. It is a Z. Lord Z was married to Rita Repulsa. Z plate is what we're going for. <laughs> nice. Hey, let me ask you this. Since we're talking MLC in the kickoff of our show today, um, how are you enjoying the Liv Morgan living dead zombie live powerhouse zombie live morgan how are you enjoying that free trial that we're getting to play around with um you know it's fun i i'll be honest i'm probably in the vast minority on this but i don't like having trial characters um the better they are the less i like it because uh i still hold to the fact oh, that based yeah. on my pulls luck yeah. if nothing else uh, I'm not going to have that character on my roster until they're way outdated. I'm not going to have them for at least a year, two years. Uh, and so, I, I mean, there's been very few exceptions. Like I have uh, Triple H DX, uh, but of the last many, many, many trial characters there have been, I, I just use them to beat their tour as quickly as I can. And then I throw them away because I, I don't want to spend a lot of heart investment and get like, yeah. oh, this live yeah. is the greatest powerhouse in the game. And then right. never see or touch my roster. I'm still thinking about that magical getaway. I spent with solo Sokoa those few days <laughs> he was on my roster. I, I like, I really, I felt, I was like, I have fallen in love with this character 
He's probably right. my favorite poster of all time. And I know he's yeah. disappearing in 24 hours. Oh no. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a little bit of a kind of reactive attachment disorder there that sets in. Um, mm. I, I wasn't going to go that deep and psychoanalyze you. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's basically what it is. Uh, uh, it it's is. a video game. I like zombie live. And um, I, I, at first I tried that triple yellow build and it was fun, but it didn't hit as hard as I was hoping for. Um, but I really liked, I had, I had never had one of those um, moves with the star that just moved the pin bar. I, I, yeah. I had literally never used a poster that had a move like that. And so that was the first time I got to test out a move with that, um, with that functionality. Uh, but I like the triple red better, the triple red. And then you put the two kind of overlapping botch on board and just destroy. That was, that was really strong. So, yeah. Although breaking news, if you don't know this already, you probably saw it. Most people. Probably That's why it, I come here. Watching, I come here for the breaking news. This is the where breaking news, news. This is, is, this, they, is this is the no spin zone. Triple yellow. The What's no that? spin. They changed her triple level yellow. They buffed her. So that now the triple yellow has a buff increase on it, oh. and now it hits harder. But here's the here's the fun secret to this. So we've never had a trial character where we've been doing three minute move set videos before, right? That that's a new right. thing for us, new thing for the channel. So I almost recorded triple red three minute move set with Zombie Live just to get it out there and get the early views and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Try to get yeah. ahead of the curve, be a good YouTuber, all that good stuff. And I'm glad I didn't because now that they've changed it, I would have to go back and re-record, do another one, put out a public apology. I'm sorry, yeah. subject to change. Yeah. I'll, you know, yeah. jokes. But, CNN but yeah. would have been all over it. Your redaction, yeah. they would have been waiting for your redaction. <laughs> Allegedly, you have said Triple Red was the stronger move set, and there's never been a bigger lie told in this game. <laughs> 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 it's still possibly stronger at six star bronze, but six silver, triple yellow guaranteed is the way to go. So you're going to cut that video today? Uh, I don't know if I'll have time today. I've got a lot going, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to okay. try. The, the nice thing All about right. three set videos is they only take me about 10 minutes to record and about 20 minutes to edit. So they're, you know, not only is it great content, oh. it's, it's easy to make compared to an hour long podcast, you know, when I, <laughs> When I do a three-minute moveset video, it takes me three minutes and five seconds to record, and then I drop it in Dropbox, and my I never see it again, and I don't know what happens to it. So apparently, it goes to you, and then it takes about twenty minutes to edit. <laughs> right? It's kind of like the fairies that clean our house at night while I'm in bed, and I never know oh, wow. um, how. And then my wife, uh, obviously, she's the one doing all the hard work, you know, behind the scenes. Um, Last name Shoemaker is that what it's going? Kudos. I don't. What is that? I don't know that reference. What is that? The fairies oh, that the clean elves, the house. And the I, the elves the and the shoemaker. The elves that make the shoes. Yeah, the that's elves what I was thinking. And the shoemaker. Okay, now I yeah. do get that reference to an ancient fairy tale or whatever. Um, <laughs> so we're talking numbers. Obviously, we've already had some talk about this month's chase. Um, you know, the pace that leads on to get it. We're talking about moveset damage with Liv. We talked about how quickly those level 23s were able to max in this boss battle. Mm -hmm. So we thought today we'd keep that theme going. And so we are calling today's episode Scopely Math Lols. <laughs> <laughs> L-O-L-Z, right? So Scopely Math. Exactly. And um, 
So we're going to talk about a number of issues that predominantly affect us either financially or figure like a figure within the game, like a damage or a promoter or a war score. So we're going to talk about pulls. We're going to talk about spending. We're going to talk about feud. So stay tuned. Don't check out on us just yet. We look at where some of our dropout rate happens. And I think if we tell you what we're going to talk about, you'll probably be more likely to stay with us today. So the first topic we're going to hit is, uh, Lee, when should I, um, why, when, or should I ever spend money in the game, or AKA what the player base calls pulls? What do you think about pulls? Yeah, um, well, again, if you've watched the YouTube uh, channel, you'll see that uh, both of us have done some pulls videos. I've done a few more than I really ever have since we since we launched. I've kind of amped that up uh, for better or for worse. And yet far, I have gotten two characters that are new to me across multiple, like, you know, I mean, two, $200 plus worth of pulls. And both of them, and this is the way it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody this way. Both of them are ones that are very outdated. So again, I've gotten uh, Striker Alexa Bliss was my off one of my $20 pulls. I've got her now, uh, but she she's two, three years past prime. You can still make her good, but everybody who's running Striker Females now is is on the new NXT girls, right? Uh, is on uh, the ones that came out this month and that came out the month before. And so Striker Alexa Bliss isn't really in the conversation of anybody who's like world changing. Same with Veer. Now Veer, granted, was was never really in there, but that was my player's choice pull. I, I mean, that was my best hit. Like you got an amazing Scott Steiner out of out of the pulls. Uh, so for me, at least, I rarely, rarely, rarely ever pull anyone new, new. I usually end up getting people who are at least a year or two old. And by that point, uh, you know, you're chasing a dopamine rush, right? And it's just not there. It's like, oh, I finally got that person. And I don't mean to be ungrateful. New is new. And I'm not trying to, you know, whatever, be whatever with it. But but when you get that, you know, Carmelo Hayes, for those of you know, the Undertaker that just came out, you know, when you get Zombie Becky, all of a sudden your, your dopamine levels are through the roof and you're, oh, you know. Uh, and that's what you're chasing. You're chasing that feeling. And so you have to just be careful with the, the dollars. But I, I would say um, if you're going into a poll thinking that, oh, it's it's pretty much a lock that I'm going to get something new, unless you're, uh, I don't know, maybe the whole hot server thing is real. I don't know. But uh, unless you've just got some insane luck, more than likely you're going to dump two, three, four hundred dollars and still not get much of anything. So here's my comparative. One from our previous faction, a few from our current, is, you know, I was looking uh, in our previous faction, we have we have a guy in there that we we love uh, who will often just say, hey, you know, I, I'm, I did something stupid and, and like he'll post and and he's, he's getting these new characters and you're like, wow, that's incredible. But then somebody will just ask like, hey, what did you spend on this? And he's like, oh, I don't want to say, but it was closer to a thousand than it was zero. And I'm like, Oh, like context wise, right? Like you see all the server brag rooms and the good polls rooms where like, quote unquote, everybody's pulling the new chase character. Everybody's pulling zombie Becky. Everybody's pulling live, which by the way, her name is living dead in the game. I don't know if it's a copyright thing. They really missed the boat. She could have been living dead girl and they could have leaned into that whole Rob zombie thing, but 
anyway, yeah. you're seeing all these people get these great polls and you're going, oh, why isn't my luck there? My luck should be there. And then you do a hundred dollar poll and get nothing and wonder right. why you're uniquely broken. And it's really just that the ones who are getting it by and large, I mean, there's lots of people who say single, single poll, look what I got. Uh, but by and large, they're spending more money than you spend on this game in a year, probably. And you're wondering why you're not on their level. Like, and I'm not encouraging you to spend more either. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying the math doesn't add up. It, it, it adds up. It spells disaster, right? It's, it's not, uh, it's not real. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's real money is what it is. So thoughts so far? Yeah. So <clears throat> there's two areas of my life that I can really relate to everything you just said. One is TCGs or trading card games. Mm. Everything you just said um, applies and is true to what we would like. Let's have like a, a, a the new set of a card to Pokemon or Magic the Gathering comes out, right? So I go to the game shop and I sit down at a table and I buy a, a, a box of booster cards, right? And I sit down at my seat and I start cracking packs. I'm going to get the dopamine hit. My mm -hmm. assumption is I'm going to get the best cards in the game, the most expensive cards. They're all going to be in my box and the chase variants of the cards. And in reality, I'll have spent a couple of hundred dollars and I'll be looking around the room and see person after person yell out, I got the, right, whatever that chase card was, that premium card, they got one but I didn't. Now, what's right. equally true is my blind spot is that I got a card that they didn't get, right? But I didn't get all the cards. And so if I'm hearing voice after voice after voice, 30 people in a game shop call out what they're pulling, I'm going to go, dude, everyone in here got it except me. When mm -hmm. really that's a fallacy. That's a fallacy of, uh, of logic there. The second area that that relates to is real life when I scroll through social media and I'm seeing everyone's highlight reel, people that mm. are taking the best vacations, people whose kids scored the most goals in the soccer league this weekend, or um, the people who just bought a boat or a car or just redecorated their house or their wife won an award or the husband just got a raise and a promotion and Highlight reel after highlight reel as I scroll and I go, everyone is a winner except me. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. Right. And so I know we're talking about a silly wrestling video game, right? We're talking about bejeweled blitz with, with men in tights above it. And yet um, there's this crazy phenomenon that our brain convinces us that everyone else is living the good life, but you. Mm. And the reality of it, the math of it, the laws of probability, the statistics are actually telling you the truth is that no, you are just a small sample size of the collective algorithm and you'll have your good and bad as well. You'll have your good and bad as well. That's when you go to a casino and you feel like everyone else is winning around you, but you're putting money in the in the machine and just losing, losing, losing. Well, so are they. 
You just yeah. don't. They don't celebrate when they lose. They don't yell out. That's right. I lost again. I lost again. I. They don't post on their Instagram. <laughs> I had a bad. I got fired today. Had a bad day. My wife and I are divorcing. Like people don't post that stuff online. They don't I announce uh, their misfortune. And so we have a keen, or let's say this, we have an amplified sense of everyone else's success and an mm -hmm. amplified sense of our own failures. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You're, you're right. Yeah. One, one leader, and I can't remember which one it was, but they said, don't compare your highlight reel or someone else's highlight reel to your day to day. Right. Cause what right. you don't see behind the scenes is exactly what I said. You don't see the fact that they emptied a thousand dollars out of their wallet or 2000 or 10,000 or whatever. Uh, you, you know, Merrick's uh, talked one time on stream about how he knows people in this game who at, in one sitting dropped around $10,000 trying to get a character and think about the the math of what I said a year or two later, you know, I'm going to pull them for two bucks and they're not going to be worth their salt anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, some will, some, some last pretty well, but for the most part, um, you know, I'm not disencouraging you. If you have the, the capital to, to spend a grand in the game and it doesn't impact your bottom line, then great. But I know like Miss Tina and the, the Black Pearl show often joke and say, well, that guy just blew his kids college fund you know on on a you know what you said men in tight we're men we're men in tights tight tights. you know that <laughs> manly men <laughs> yeah that's right that's, that's right. actually from uh from the charlie sheen Robin show men in tights. <laughs> well no, and then, no, I, then I but then i wove oh. it into men, oh men, that's men, right men, <laughs> men, men, manly men. men in tights <laughs> <laughs> but but like okay so we talked about numbers let's look at some numbers if you're hearing this i'm sorry but this is the newest saloon sickness that's going on right now right so if you look at the top the featured is a 2.3 percent that is actually fairly uh common but that's on the better side like there's been featureds where literally it's less than one percent less than one percent chance but let's go with 2.3 percent that means out of 100 polls two of them should fall in the featureds on average. My experience is that doesn't always work out that way. Um, but, you know, you, you get lucky sometimes. But so then we're talking, okay, we, we've got the featureds, but now you get down here and what's in the featureds? You've got mm -hmm. guys that are multiple years old, right? Um, you know, Afa was a chase, but now you can kind of get them all over the place that Big E was a part of, if you start watching my roster flashback series, you, I talk about when uh, Trivia Geddon happened, when Farmageddon happened, and he was one of the ones that you could get through that, you know, stuff like that. And so uh, several times there's been even free characters in there. Now they're at a higher level, they're five-star gold or whatever. Um, but, you know, if you pull a Tech Lex Luger on a featured poll when he was free mm -hmm. a few months ago, you're going, oh, and what they don't show us in that now, uh, quick reminder that there was a time when they did not disclose what the pull odds were at all and then loot boxes came under fire you know things happened regulatory stuff happened and scopely reactively started listing the tiers uh and what the the odds were but all they're telling you is the odds of you hitting any card any poster within that tier so oh, you go to the okay. feature and you're like oh man if i spend uh, if I do a hundred pulls, which is two and a half mega pulls on average, right? So that's 200 and let's say 50 bucks. 
So if I spent 250 bucks, I'm guaranteed by math and the law of averages to get two featured characters. And it might be worth 250 bucks for me to pull zombie Becky or to pull whoever. And again, you still play that dopamine game, that, that, that betting odds game in your head. And you're going, I'm guaranteed at least two featured. So therefore I've got to spend the money. I've got to do it. Mm. When the reality is within that 2% tier, the odds are weighted individually within there. So there might be a 45% chance that you're going to pull striker alpha that you've had possibly for years or that's been very very much available after he had his time as a chase character and so there's a 45 percent within a two percent chance and i'm not a mathematician so i can't do the whole numbers don't lie uh, and they spell disaster on that one but but the reality is you're you're shooting for not a two percent chance if you're trying to get a specific character you might be shooting for a point zero 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 five percent chance that you're going to hit that specific character. More likely in a featured bin of 2%, you're going to hit somebody who's on the more accessible side, even within that. So do dream polls happen? Absolutely, right? But should you live your life thinking that if I just spend a little more, if I just spend $200, I'm guaranteed that character? No. Uh, good example, uh, one of our new faction members in there, Flip Mad Dog, mentioned in our... Uh, discord server he said one of the first things i did when i came into the faction was mute the brag room because if i keep seeing people pulling good thing after good thing well then i'm i'm gonna start getting the the fomo i'm mm. gonna start going for it and and i think that's absolutely true it's caught me several times in the last now I, i'm only doing 20 dollars pulls on average but it's caught me several times in the last two months where everybody was pulling zombie becky and you can see we have four videos I think up now that are $20 pulls. One of them was the feud thing. So I spent at least $60, which I know is not that much when you're talking people spending thousands. But for me, that's, that's what I can spend an entire month on average in this game. And I got one striker live that's three and a half years old. So thoughts. Oh, wow. Um, well, a, I mean, okay. Thought. So you, so, so a question and you, I mean, I think you answered this question, but let me articulate it in a way that our audience can hear is, so you're saying um, they don't show ever the pool rates for individual characters, even a premium or a featured character. So like within the tier of pools, like I have no way of actually knowing, here's my chance of pulling zombie Becky. Like I, there's no yeah. way to know that specific information. There's no way. Yeah. And, and you know that they're playing into that FOMO. They're playing into that psychology on it. When you see characters that are super, 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 super rare in the common section and you're like, oh, common has 45% odds. I have a 45% chance of getting zombie Becky when in oh. reality within that common section of polls, they each card is weighted individually and zombie Becky is probably 0.000005% chance. There's a chance, like, you know, right. Lloyd Christmas here, you're telling me there's a chance, right? <laughs> you're saying but it's a one chance. in a million. It's one in <laughs> yeah. a million, right? So. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this, and we weren't prepared to talk about this, but I, thinking back historically in the game, there used to be pools that were called even odds pools. 
Yep. And I, I mean, are, do you remember any of that? Oh, and yeah. Is yep. that essentially Scopely admitting that all other pools do not have even odds? No. So it's still the same gimmick. It's just under a, a more alluring advertising premise. So the even odds, they were, you know, 33% and there's three tiers or 25% and there's four tiers. And there's even odds to pull that tier. But oh. within that tier, there would be the the character at like, let's say four or five star gold, uh, or, I'm sorry, five, five star silver, five star gold. But then there would be shards. So y- your, your odds are that you're still going to hit shards 99% right. of the time, but yeah. you have an even odds of hitting this character, this character, this character, this character. So the way they get you is again, the math in your head is, oh, I now have a one in three chance that I'm going to hit that. When the reality mm. is you have a one in three chance of getting shards. And there is mm. a chance that you will hit the poster, but within the individually ranked categories, it's infinitesimally smaller. Yeah, I don't think I've seen even odds pulls in a very long time. And so I'm guessing something about that uh, was a deterrent from doing it. Um, so you've convinced me. I guess I'll never do a pull again, right? <laughs> That's not just what I'm kidding. saying. I mean, obviously, just you kidding. see I'm pulling too. But yeah. you just got to is... recognize going in what your odds yeah. are. And you have to know this is a lottery. This yep. is a lottery, right? This is not a guarantee. This is a a lottery system that you could, you know, you're going to risk your funds potentially for a reward, but you're also going to risk that the reward is uh, frustrating and there's more, there's a higher probability that you will experience frustration versus ecstasy. Does that, you feel like that's true in saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, not just calling him the pulse champion because his gimmick is, well, I'm the Pulse champion, you know, DJ Anon ZT. Uh, <laughs> but but he does what? Uh, at least one, if not two, $100 pulls per person on his stream because T-Unit and then there's Reaper and and then him. So, so on an average week, you might see three or $400 a week worth of pulls from the DJ Anon ZT camp and oftentimes they do hit big and so you go oh well look at this but you again think of the odds they're doing three hundred dollars four hundred dollars worth of pulls every week right that changes your your i mean you're going to hit more just because you're going to the well more often but at the same pace oftentimes you'll watch them do a hundred dollar pull and you know, T unit T unit pulls another Piper Niven because that's her thing right now, apparently. And that's it. And you're like, wow, that was a hundred dollars, and there was nothing there, nothing of substance. Yeah. And so when they do hit, you get the rush, and when they don't, you go, Oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. Hmm. You know, I went to a casino um with some people that were really into gambling once, and I saw them put they just slid a hundred dollar bill right in that slot machine. And it was gone in a matter of seconds. And and the person looked at me and said, well, you just got to warm up the machine first and then slid another hundred in. And I was like, this is crazy. And yet that's a totally normative experience for a gambler, for a person who plays slots regularly. Um, 
And so those of us that are not gamblers, those of us who may not be comfortable in a casino environment are going to think watching somebody slide hundreds into a, a machine is crazy. While other people are going to say, no, nah, you, you, you break even over time or you, you know, you, you win big, you hit out, it pays out. But there's a reason people gamble because it feels really good. It's really fun to take that mm -hmm. risk. It's kind of thrilling. You know, it's a thrill. Uh, well, there's which... a reason why my mom owns a house in Vegas and is going there this weekend because that's the oh. thrill of the hunt, right? That's the thrill. So here's the thing. And Merrick's uh, credit, credit where credit is due, Merrick's says this, and I finally started listening to it somewhat. His thing is there's enough bonuses attached with polls most of the time that if you are going to pull, make sure you're getting something guaranteed. So for example, I did a hundred dollar poll this week with some bonus money that I was given. Uh, and I didn't hit anything at all. I mean, it, it's, it was a huge bust. However, I was 100% guaranteed to get one of the new plates at least and oh. possibly two. So, so I did the polls knowing that I am paying for that plate if nothing else. Uh, so sometimes they'll do special rewards on the portal Sometimes they'll do special rewards like where there's a, a guaranteed set of shards. And if you guaranteed shard, shard recruit a character uh, off of your polls, then you, you're not gambling anymore. You're, you're paying for getting that character that you or getting that plate or whatever it is. And then you also have a side hustle going with the polls. And if the polls are good, amazing. You just, you know, really invested smart, but if the polls suck, okay, you weren't buying the polls. You were buying that character, that plate, that whatever. So when you spend, and this is Merrick's not least talking here, when you spend, spend smart. Make sure you are going to get something in return for spending the money. And if you're not going to, and this is where I get in trouble because I've been trying to follow that logic. It's super, super intuitive. It's, it's just the right thing to do for me. Uh, and I still get caught up in FOMO. Oh, what if I could get zombie Becky? What if I could get zombie Becky? Whereas if I had saved those $20 or the $60 I spent on zombie Becky, I guarantee later this month, there will be something where I could shard recruit someone or I could do whatever. And now I'm either not going to be able to, or I'm going to have to go even beyond my own means that I, you know, I have to beg, borrow and whatever to get to. And so I'm either going to miss out for real or I'm going to take myself beyond what my wife and I's budget was comfortable with. So there is a way to spend. You just do it smart. You just buy when you know you're guaranteed to get something you want or need. And then if you pull something else, take the dopamine hit and, and celebrate it. Yeah. When I hear you say spend smart, the phrase impulse control comes to mind. Mm. Um, yep. And I'm an impulsive person. Um, I think a lot of the crowd that enjoys gambling, that enjoys pro wrestling, that enjoys video games, um, tend to be impulsive, uh, e either have an addictive tendency or an impulsive uh, tendency towards impulsivity. Maybe Lee is one of those, um, you know, people that uh, have it under control, whereas myself, man, if I, if I, if I was not married and did not have kids and did not have a mortgage and et cetera, et cetera, I would be, I would be rocking that 9 million roster, bro. I would be rocking it. <laughs> I'd be eating McDonald's for dinner every night, like two apple pies and a milkshake and just buying every pull I could um, 
And so I've got a little bit of a balance in my life. I've got a little bit of accountability on my impulsivity. Um, but you may be out there listening and think, um, yeah, that gets the better of me sometimes. You know, I don't have someone tapping me on the shoulder. Go ahead, Lee. No, no, you, you just you just hit it, the tap on the shoulder thing. So I, I, I in seasons can have pretty decent control over impulses. But like anybody, you know, you get into a, a rougher season like we've had lately or you get into, you know, whatever's going on and your your defenses drop. And in that moment, like mm-hmm. you can't hold up your own hands. You need someone else to be there for you. So a few years ago, a buddy of mine when I was living in Columbus, Ohio, uh, named Kyle, Kyle and I struck up a pact where uh, it was over, of all things, eating ice cream, eating like snack sweets, because we were trying to work out good. We were trying to, you know, get back into a good shape. And my my control issue was like when I get stressed, like I, I don't I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do, you know, illicit stuff. And so I'm going to go have some ice cream. Like I've got to have an outlet. So mine's ice cream. But I was getting ice cream like two, three times a week, if not more. And so what I did was I just, I gave the keys, I gave the control over to someone else. And I told Kyle, I said, I know this is stupid, but I need you to be my accountability partner. I'm going to call or text you and say, Hey, I'm jonesing for some ice cream. Can mm-hmm. I have it? And like, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's something I could go right. Like, but why set it up if I'm going to go around it? But but then he would say like, hey, what have you done? How, how have you been this week? Well, and he would at least give me one more barrier of protection. Like, so maybe for you, maybe you just need an accountability partner in your faction or in the game to say, hey, I'm really itching to do some polls. What do you think? And let them be the decide. Make sure it's somebody who has at least somewhat better impulse control than you do. Although it's easier to impulse control other people than it is for yourself. And, uh, and let that be the, the deciding factor for you. Cause then maybe that other person has just a little bit more level head. And here's what I found when I'm itching to spend and I don't, then on the other side of it, I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. But when I'm itching to spend and I do, and I know I shouldn't have, and then I get nothing, it feels double bad, hmm. double bad, That's double right. your trouble, double your fun, double mint, double mint gum. Double your ricochet shards is what you end up with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, let me ask you this. Every once in a blue moon, I see a contingency of the player base say, let's teach Scopely a lesson. Let's let's stop spending altogether. Let's let's send our signal to the man and spending ban and they'll create these little memes and they'll create these little graphics. I, um, do you think, do you think they, they, they follow the money? I mean, do you think Scopely takes notice when these things happen or you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, exactly. Two thoughts. Uh, one is spending bans never work. And I'll circle back to that. Two is when the right players in the game get riled up, Scopely absolutely pays attention. Like anytime you've seen Scopely release something and then an hour or 10 later, they're like, oh, actually we, we messed up. Like the most recent mm-hmm. one would be Cody Rhodes, like the new yeah. zombie. Uh, while he would be amazing on 90% of people's rosters, that one and a half percent that, that spend disproportionately among the game. Like literally there is a group of players in this game that they alone spend enough that it could erase 
all of the other players and Scopely would still be making about 80 to 90% of the money it's making. And so if that group gets upset, boom, they turn on a dime. I mean, they make something happen. And yeah. yesterday, but in general, the, the, the populace, the hoi polloi, the unwashed masses that we sit in. If whoa, I whoa, go, whoa. We are elite content creators of an unauthorized, unofficial podcast that covers breaking news and developments in WWE champions. You, you're telling me they don't tune in and hear what we're talking about every <laughs> week and then use it to determine the trajectory of their company? Dude, we're like pirate radio. Like, you know, you you got the you got the guys in the corner screaming with megaphones. Don't don't spend money unless it's smart. And you like, you know, a few people listen and go, man, I really needed that in my life. And we appreciate you. You drop comments to us, you personal message us, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, but you know, not not to name any specifics, but if you look at the leaderboards, especially that are tied to spending events. There's right. two I've or never three names. Seen my name on it. I've never seen my name. Yeah, on one of those that's right. There yeah. are two or three names up there that, if that one person were to say, "Look, Scopely, I'm done. If you don't fix this, you better mm. believe they're coming off a of vacation. They're they're standing at the altar, and the developers going, "Honey, I got. I'm going to say I do in a moment, but I've got to go deal with this because Crazy. they're going to make it happen." So, spinning bands among the populace, like this, isn't a Marxist uh, commentary on society or anything like that. But among the populace, among the caste system. We we uh, we don't drive their wallets the way that we think they do. And so having a thousand gamers who are spending 20 bucks here and there say, I'm going to stop spending, Scopely goes, Heh, bet. That's it. They just call our bluff. But one of the bigger gamers or are several, like the top factions, things like that, they start getting riled up. And you better believe Scopely is issuing a message that looks like the devs were like, Oh, uh, we accidentally didn't give Zombie Cody Rhodes 100% more damage. And uh, we're, we're fixing that issue out of the goodness of our hearts. No, wow. no. The top players said, cool. screw you. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spend this MLC if, if you don't make him better. <clears throat> and they went, yes, master. Yes, master. We should invite whoever that person or those people are onto Champions Chat and have a talk with them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be yeah. fun? If you're out there listening and you're – you, and I don't know who's who Lee's talking about right now. He's more savvy to the leaderboards than I am. But if you know he's talking about you right now, we'd love to invite you on. You can Discord me at, at Rusty Graves, and uh, and I'd love to talk and have you on and let you state your your um, I guess your perspective on on the game, the the state of the game, to talk about right. what it's like to be at the top of the leaderboards to see um, if your view from the mountaintop looks any different than ours from the base camp, you know, that'd be, that'd be great. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Well, and the reality is you need both player bases. You talk about the, the numbers, the way it works. You, you need the whales. Like everybody who says, Oh, the whales are gar, blah, 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 blah. Look, you don't have a game without them. Period. Right. So you enjoy it because they, they are the ones who are supporting this. Uh, your hundred dollar pull is great, but but when they're spending five thousand dollars a month or more on the game, they're they're the ones who are disproportionately shaping it, and we need that. We also need the unwashed masses. We need us. Like if you know Roman history, the hoi polloi, right? We need us in there because without that, the game is unsustainable. Now, in a perfect world, the Scopely's that powers that be at Scopely 
would be advertising on Monday Night Raw still. Uh, they'd be they'd be sending out new player packs. Like think of Raid Shadow Legends. How many? By the way, if you're a Raid Shadow Legends dev and you want to sponsor this podcast, bring it on. Because how many wrestling YouTube channels do we watch where they start by going, "This episode, we want to thank Raid Shadow Legends because now Ronda Rousey's in the game and blah blah blah." Like Raid Shadow Legends has a growing player base, even though it's an older game by by mobile standards because they're investing in advertising. They're constantly seeking that new player base. And so their balance, at least from my uneducated perspective, is that they have their whales. You got to have your whales. They're an important group in this game. We don't need to make fun of them. We, we, we need to realize that we're, we're riding on the waves they're creating. But you also need this growing player base of new people who are putting in their first $10, who are putting their first $20, because the more of those that exist, the more the game has balance, the more it grows. Yeah, yeah. And um, if their voice helps your cause, you need to celebrate that. A great case in point is I'm on pace to max this MLC. And... um, why would I not want Cody to be even better if I have a chance at getting this Chase character and they're the advocate for making him more powerful? They they absolutely serve my agenda. They absolutely serve the entire community for the betterment of the game. Um, yep. I, you know, I don't know that I've ever been really anti-whale or anti-spending, but I certainly think there's an economy at play here, and I certainly think um, they they work almost as lobbyists for the game. They they mm-hmm. represent they represent kind of a special interest, you know, of the player base, and uh, their pack dollars go towards making this uh, this uh, country. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to. Wow. <laughs> wow. But the reality is, and and it's been called out before, like one specific name that I've heard said on streams. So therefore, I don't mind saying it there, but we'll just say Ed. Uh, You know, you you know who Ed is or don't. That doesn't matter. But if Ed wants a leaderboard, Ed will buy a leaderboard, period. That's the period. Like if 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 that character, if that person wants to be on top of the leaderboard, he will just buy it. And that's it. And that's. That's the way playing the game is fun for said person. I don't know, Ed, like the content creators, the, the official Scopely content creators uh, seem to, but but we've all seen that name on the top, his in-game name on top of the leaderboards. And the reality is when his name is there, it's more than likely because he said, you know what? Dollars in cash. Thank you for that leaderboard. I own it now. And we need that, right? The game sounds good. Like we begrudge that. We like, I wish that I could grind enough to match that level, but I mean, real world here, come on. This is the way, not just this game, but real world works. If somebody with the money wants it, they they buy it where I would have to work my whole life for it. And it sucks. Capitalism is the worst system until it's the best system, all those kind of things. But the reality is this game cannot support itself without people like that so oh, you guys have gotten so it. political i used to I enjoy this podcast before you got so political you're talking about 
making America great again, and you're talking about oh, no. capitalism, oh, no. and you're talking oh, no. about communism. And... <laughs> uh, I, I talked about Marxist ideals. I didn't endorse I, I any of know. them. <laughs> I don't know if we're if we're woke or broke or MAGA or NAGA or whatever. We're none of those things. We just enjoy this game and we enjoy friendship. And we're really glad you're listening, um, those of you that are still tuned in. Um, let me ask you this, Lee. Are we are we out of time and need to shift over to WWE TV? Or do you want to dive into some other numbers? Because we can we can hit other topics, other numbers in a future episode. That's fine too. Uh, maybe we could rapid fire introduce some, but then yeah, we've got I've got some juicy stuff for the uh let's talk about the fall of capitalist empires and, and Vince McMahon. So uh, let's go there. Let's go there. We are on the road to crown jewel. Uh, and really I'll say this, it feels like um, my speculation only allegedly, it feels like we're on the road to WrestleMania already. Typically they yeah. don't start using that language until Royal Rumble, but I don't ever remember a year um, that the season, quote unquote, season premiere of both Raw and SmackDown were treated almost as premium live events. This past week mm-hmm. on WWE TV, they had they pulled out all of the red carpet, all of the pomp and circumstance. They had Triple H on the show. They had Undertaker come back and close out NXT. NXT. I mean, they made (laughs) Cody Rowe. I mean, just it's crazy what's happening right now on WWE TV. Uh, And yet, um, I think what you want to talk about and what I'm talking about are actually related. A new season is the language we keep hearing over and over and over. What do you think that's about? Okay, so so here's the the 30 second recap, right? So. Vince McMahon allegedly alleged some alleges and uh, was removed from the company, right? And then he allegedly made some power moves that uh, you can track through Wall Street Journal and other things that put him back in power. That in world in the WWE Universe version was the Nia Jax return, right? You clearly saw, oh, Vince is back. Nia Jax closed out Raw. Like that was clear as day. Then things got a little muddy for a while. They did the merger, right? So now UFC and WWE are under the same parent group, TKO. And Ari Emanuel is now the boss. Vince McMahon, for the first time in who knows how long, but at least 40 years, has a boss. Think Hmm. about that. Think about what that means. And he did it himself. Real-world wrestling example here right now. I cannot tell you how prescient the promo that Vince did when he brought back the NWO and then butchered that whole angle of the NWO coming back. But he sat in the chair. He looked with his like veins popping out of his head. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill my creation. And that's, that's true to life. Like literally he was losing control, not in his, well, alleged, but he was losing control of the company and he did the NWO, he hit the disaster button and pulled out the stops. He came back into a power, but then sold the company. He's still one of the chief shareholders, but now he has a boss. And Ari Emanuel, it has been documented. Fightful announced it. Wrestle Talks talked about it. Ari Emanuel said, the way I like my companies to run is that the people who are in charge of things like creative have the ability to make creative decisions unhindered. 
and I am putting Triple H. Paul Levesque is 100% in charge of creative. And now look at the product, right? You have the Nia Jax Returns episode of, of Raw, and then you see like things like Tegan Knox was supposed to wrestle and Vince goes, nope, Natalia, boom. And all of a sudden, Natalia and Becky wrestling, you know, that all of these things are happening. And then it's like we turned a corner and this season premiere is almost like a reset of the WWE. And don't miss this because this is something so big that it has not been this way for 40 plus years. Vince McMahon has had 100% say for four decades of your life. I'm 41 years old. That is my entire life. Vince McMahon has called every shot in that company. And now Vince cannot overwrite creative. He's not even supposed to send in text messages or rewrites. He can't tear up the scripts like allegedly happens all the time. Triple H is now in charge. And Rusty, I bet you, I bet you, you could tell me why you see that happening. What's going on on the road to crown jewel? Well, a few, so a few things. First of all, um, wow, to everything you just said. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and I have to believe on some level, it was that terrible mustache that he decided to grow out that was actually the first domino to fall that brought down the house of cards that was the McMahon empire. The second one, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, I just don't want to lose the, the momentum of what you just said. The mustache was absolutely the smoking gun, right? Because Vince McMahon <laughs> is on record as saying he does not grow facial hair because, quote, I cannot let it win. I cannot let the hair, like he is such a control heavy person that even the hair on his face has to submit to his will. That mustache is the clear sign of a descent into madness. So you're okay, saying your the thing. mustache was singing, bow down to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So, so I and like, okay, so. Um, Scooby-Doo villain mustache. First the mustache. Secondly, the guy who's sleeping with your daughter is now doing your job, right? Ooh. That's the <laughs> the ultimate act of villainy that Paul Levesque could have instituted over the house of McMahon. We are now in this weird Game of Thrones situation <laughs> with, where people's betrothal and who they join with in matrimony and in thy bed is suddenly mattering as far as who's running the kingdom and who's sitting on the throne, right? Um Wow. Maybe that's exaggerated. Maybe that's fantasy. Um, let me say this too. Um, it has never been more clear um, than the use of the same consistent cast as to who's in charge. When you start seeing Gargano, you know Triple H is at the helm. When you start seeing Champa, the black and gold, the kids he came up with, the Tegan Knoxes. Right, that he made into this incredible show, um, and that fans were rabid about AEW almost didn't stand a chance because NXT was so good, and yet that began to slip, and 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 Vince asserted himself into it, and it began to unravel. The road to Crown Jewel, the question you were ultimately asking. 
since this yeah. is a numbers episode, I think the first Crown Jewel was a glorified house show. And what the Saudis said in response was, we want this show to actually matter. We love that you come. We love that people spend. It's good for the economy. But we don't want to be a joke to your company. We don't want this to be um, an international show where you come and do nothing. And so I think Crown Jewel now has to have title changes, that they're mandatory within the economic contract between WWE and Crown Jewel. I think the Saudis have brokered a deal that says we want the show to be significant. In fact, we want it to kick off the season that starts the road to the largest PLE of all WrestleMania. So I think because we're talking numbers, because we're talking money, because we're talking spending, I think there's actually like a, a deal that like, okay, we're not going to tell the American audience, but really this is where, this is where the new season of raw SmackDown and crown jewel. They're, they're these, they're now they're like flagship moments in what's mm-hmm. going to happen six months from now or however many months, five, six months from now. Well, we're talking numbers, and you hit on a few things that have some known numbers. Now, again, citations to Russell Talk primarily, and then they use Fightful Select and others that go off this. But the first Crown Jewel, if I remember correctly, was a larger moneymaker than almost all WrestleManias, period. Because the wow. Saudi Public Investment Fund, the Crown Prince, uh, said, like, boom. And so then you fast forward to, like, Greatest Royal Rumble, but you talk about how they wanted things to be. And we know, you know, on record that the crown prince asked for Yokozuna and the ultimate warrior to be a part of the greatest Royal rumble, not even knowing that the real life human beings were, were dead. Right. And so like they, but they were calling out like, Hey, we want these guys from the attitude area. We want, I mean, you know, so that's why you saw Chris Jericho in his almost AEW uh, transition go fight the undertaker you know that's why you saw you know the greatest royal rumble uh bring back certain people that you're like wow i didn't know that how would that person get there and so numbers wise crown jewel is a wrestlemania level event in terms of dollars that the company gets and obviously Mm. tko is paying attention to that the other numbers that are important are raw and smackdown so the way that they have structured and please please don't change this because the only reason I'm able to keep up with pay-per-views is because they're now PLEs and they're on Peacock in America, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but Raw and SmackDown, the deals that they've brokered before were $5 billion deals for Raw, SmackDown, give or take. Uh, and now they've garnered a new $5 billion deal for SmackDown moving over to USA Network. They haven't yet gotten the deal uh for raw yet but you know if Mm. if smackdown like you heard triple h say i'm giving you a promotion to the new general manager of raw saying basically raw is the a show the reason they use that language is because they are actively shopping and this is where vince mcmahon is being used this is why he's off creative is because he needs to go broker these deals vince mcmahon nick khan ari emmanuel and these others are trying to get a astronomically bigger deal for raw so if i'm a company 
that's mm-hmm. paying $5 billion for a TV show. I want to see something good come from it. I, I don't want to see, uh, you know, Gilbert versus Mantar. I want to see LA Knight blow up the arena. And by the way, quick aside, and I'll turn it back over. I don't get to watch SmackDown, but you also know the numbers are working in a certain direction because they have now immediately been putting clips, like long clips of the show on YouTube. And so I was able to watch the majority of the highlights for SmackDown. And just the fact that regardless of what you think of his wrestling ability or not, LA Knight not only did not feel out of place in that promo against the entire bloodline, but he owned Roman Reigns in Mm. that promo segment. And it was just like, oh, oh, you just proved you belong here. So I talked a lot. You take it. That's great. That's great. I So speculation, and we should probably just put the word allegedly on the title of this podcast. It's all alleged. Everything we say, every word out of our mouth is alleged. Um, but a few notes. One, didn't the Saudi investment group allegedly also purchase Scopely? Isn't that the group that owns the very game that we discuss and talk about? That's not a hundred percent disclosed fact. Yeah, alleged, 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 allegedly, allegedly. Yes, the, <laughs> so, yeah, another, the Saudi another. public investment fund owns <laughs> Scopely. So yes, awesome. yeah. Uh, and and I would say even at the time of that purchase, the game started getting a lot more generous. The MLC mm. characters started getting a lot better. The stakes. I think there's a correlation between this when the Saudis invest in something they want the stakes to be raised and i think that's what's happening with wwe tv and i think that's what's happening with these ple's and i think that's what's happening with scopely in the game the stakes have gone up it's a better product for it that's my opinion allegedly Allegedly. i i i would say that our own version of triple h is the the real reason this is this is not inside baseball i've never had a conversation with the man but how fitting that the moment Gerson became an employee of Scopely, we started getting characters that were relevant in that exact moment, right? He came on and surprisingly, we got Bloodline. No, not quite. Try again. I I couldn't hear it. Bonjour, WWE champions. Why it's French Canadian, right? Hello, so, you know. champions. This is Gerson. I'm L because I come after G. And yeah. <laughs> I want to preview a character for you today. <laughs> That's just not what Gerson. Dude, I've told you this before. My kid uh, listens to this podcast every once in a while. He's like, did you get Gerson on? Is that Gerson? Like, you're not, oh, your man. natural voice, if you were French Canadian, you could be the heir apparent to the Gerson throne. I love it. I love it. I wish I had, I wish I had his roster and his good looks. Um, allegedly, uh, I heard the Hulu deal might be going away with WWE. Mm. Um, I, that's, uh, that's just whatever. We're, we're at this point now where all these mass comms companies are bidding over archives and, and shows. And I have heard that uh, ABC, ESPN, Disney are in the bid for Raw. So there could come a day where you can watch Star Wars and Pixar and WWE wrestling all on the same app. And, and um, Doctor Who. And, and Doctor a, Who. And uh, Austin Powers, apparently. What? No, just kidding. What? Uh, I don't know Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Is, 
What is that? A lightsaber? It's what a sonic that? screwdriver. I is that, we've got to we've got to talk offline. We've, we've got to talk. Men in black, it erases your memory, right? It's the same thing. Are you, not quite. It's a I, screwdriver. I've just lost all memory of who I am and what I'm doing. <laughs> what we were talking about. Yeah, WWE TV. Um, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Titles are going to change at Crown Jewel, and recently the tag titles changed hands after the shortest title run in recent history of Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso lost the belts back to the Judgment Day after yeah. Jimmy Uso showed up on Raw. Uh, apparently, Roman sent him to Raw to be a a um, a do better. I do better yeah if you want to if you want to talk about the influence of what we think to be vince mcmahon's little interference era that he had there versus where triple h is i could clearly see like triple h is taking the bloodline story jimmy betrays they're building this something great and then vince gets back and he's like wait a second jim jimmy's supposed to J- james james uso is that his name I, I i don't know james is he supposed to get him over and so then vince puts him back Ruins all of Triple H's stories. I think maybe Vince even gave Cody and uh, Jay the titles because how like Vince is it to say, screw the tag team division. Here's two single stars that I want to push. Let's just give them the belt. That is that is like historically accurate Vince McMahon moves right there. And then Triple H comes back in power is like, all right, reset button. I was doing something with the judgment day. I've got plans for Jay Uso. I've got plans for Cody that now I think Rusty, I think Cody can actually finish this. I think, I think there's no more hindrances in the way. We'll see. We'll see. But I think Triple H took it back. He just said, give me back my baseball cards. I'm going to play them the right way. And I'm sleeping with your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did do that on the, on that one segment uh, that John Cena was in the crowd for as a fan, but whatever, you know. Okay, Lee, wrap us up. I'm done for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry if these uh, numbers have broken your brains like they broke ours. It clearly uh, were a a effect of our descent into madness. But whether you're a whale in this game, whether you're a guppy in this game, or somewhere in between, we love and appreciate you because we are a community together. And together, we get the honor of smashing gems.